0: Hey, Lights, Camera, Barstool listeners. You can find us every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute?
1: Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah, now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval.
2: Delivery fees may apply.
0: Lights Camera Barstool is presented by Waterbird. That's right. Find Waterbird's canned cocktails in a grocery store, convenience store, liquor store near year. What is Waterbird? Waterbird makes high quality canned cocktails of premium distilled spirits. And guess what they have? If you don't know this flavor, if you don't know this type of drink, you got to get to know it. It's Ranch Water. Ranch Water, as a as a native Texan, folks, uh, Ranch Water is awesome. Uh, basically, Premium Blanco tequila, sparkling water, real lime juice. I'm sure you've probably heard it some other ways, but that's like the, the main descriptor. And Waterbird has, like we said, high-quality canned Ranch Water right there, already in the can. Uh, ultimate refreshment, Waterburg makes their ranch water with real tequila, not from sugar or malt like some of the other ones in the market. Uh, also, a delicious tequila margarita. The Waterbird tequila margarita is made with Waterbird's real premium, premium, knew I wouldn't be able to say it, premium blanco tequila distilled uh, in Mexico. Sparkling water, lime juice, triple sec, pinch of salt. No more mixing or measuring. It's all right there. It's in the can. Uh, fine Waterburg canned cocktails. In a grocery store, convenience store, or a liquor store near you, I'm telling you, if you've never, if you're not a ranch water person. You gotta be. It's, you gotta be. Even if you're not a tequila person, guess what? You'll like ranch water. How about that? Thank you to Waterbird, presenting sponsor of the podcast. Frankly, my dear, I don't
3: give a.
1: What killed
2: the dinosaurs?
1: Yeah, you want to come a job with you?
0: I'm going to make you famous, Lizzie.
1: It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk.
0: Dunkachino?
3: Don't mind if I do. i the joke, baby.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Light Camera Barstool Season 2. Uh, episode 9 of Season 2. Jeff Lowe alongside Ken Jack. Joined by our guest momentarily. Uh, maybe after news, may do news solo. Uh, Nick, Nick Tarini, who is coming on for the second time in this new iteration of the show to do a uh, French Dispatch. Him and I just went and saw it, actually. I convinced him to see it. Um, I, I won't say that, anything. I won't say anything yet. Uh, a lot of thoughts on the French Dispatch and Wes Anderson in general, like a lot of thoughts. Uh, <laughs> uh as always, thanks for presenting, sponsor Waterbird. But yeah, we'll get into Wes Anderson. We'll do not like a formal ranking at the end. We'll do a little ranking. Uh, and then also Ken Jack interviewed Chris
2: Katan. I did. That was a very interesting interview. I would say that's the best way to describe it. That's very interesting interview.
0: Yeah. That's one way to lob it up there. Um, <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah. I actually didn't get to interview him. It, it, we had a, a snafu and I had to, I had to bolt. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was just, uh, just Ken Jack interviewing Chris Katan. Also. MovieRankings.net. I don't know when, maybe this week. Make sure to go to movierankings.net. Best place for all movies. Uh, we're adding like 700 new movies. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to kind of, I guess it's a free ad, but whatever. We're going to be putting a, a criterion section at the top. So we're going to do criterion picks at the top, and there's going to be a criterion label. Uh, and we're going to try to put every criterion movie in there. Um, we're going to, we're going to, I don't know. It just seems like a cool thing to do. People seem to like when we talk Criterion stuff um, and, you know, a lot of these sites, they don't, they don't, they don't push the, uh, the old classics uh, so we're gonna be doing that. That'll be happening this week. Um, still wish we could do user profiles, but that's just a, that's a, a money thing more than anything. That's unfortunately, not just like a, a you
2: No, know, go to at tweet at barstool and say fund <laughs> movie rankings.net. And one day you will get user profiles. Yeah. I promise you.
0: Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, that that I'm 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 excited for that. We we've, we've been going through a lot of those. We haven't seen all of them. I'm not just saying like we've seen every one. I've been watching a oh lot God, of what no. I have not seen, but uh, we will be adding a lot of those. A lot of foreign movies. I went basically back to 1980 and I went through like a lists of what are considered the best movies, and I found all the ones in like its list of like top 50, and I found every movie not on movierankings.net and added it. Um, so we did that. Uh, always looking to add more. Uh, keep it customized. So yeah, keep keep enjoying movierankings dot net. Um, our football team lost. That sucked.
2: That well, we of, suck. Uh, we're so both of our teams are we suck. Yeah, not my not really god.
1: Really
2: fun. Just not fun. Brutal. You you guys. I feel like you guys. I don't know which which one of us had it worse because I feel like both of us had winnable games that we lost. It, it's you know exactly, what I mean? It was
0: low scoring, winnable games. It was it, the Browns mm-hmm. were fucking pathetic today. So congrats to all Steelers. That
2: was that was fucking pathetic um mm-hmm. same yeah. thing with the Chargers. they got just absolutely trounced by the and it's, it's weird too because like i know all i always see patriots fans complaining about mcdaniel's mcdaniel's blah blah blah, blah. i'm like yeah whatever this guy fucking he's carried he's been on your guys team when you've won super bowl so like i feel no remorse but then you watch him call plays against your team and like even though last year they had they won like 45 to 3 versus us or something like that like this year watching him play versus the the by far the worst run defense team in all of football and him to just not call constant runs and just keep doing random throws was just it was bizarre. And I understood it for at least a brief glimpse. I understood why Patriots fans hate McDaniel so much.
0: There is there is that funny thing with like any sport. And I had this with the Bears this year, because you know, a lot of our coworkers are Bears fans, big cat, Bears fan. Like I I I watch football basically next to Big Cat. Not this year, not as much because it's been a different location, but like last couple of years, like I would always watch and you hear him complain about like and all that stuff but mm. unless until you like truly watch start to finish an entire game i don't think you can have like a like a, a real solid understanding but after that like the browns i was like jesus christ boy did i know why they hate man egg. like that mm-hmm. that just makes sense it, it
2: makes all clicks exactly
0: yeah uh, um this episode also brought to you in part folks uh I'm, I'm not even looking at the right email what am i doing here
2: uh sorry by uh the uh let's see nycfc what's another thing that's on my timeline that we can be sponsored by today Correct. disney plus disney plus sponsored by disney we got <laughs>
0: Disney uh credit karma this episode brought to you by credit karma that's right you feel overwhelmed when it comes to handling personal finances you're not the only one folks credit karma here to help uh, you'll be able to make those big calls with more confidence due to credit karma Maybe you're feeling frustrated after getting rejected for a credit card or personal loan. It happens a lot and too often. That's why Credit Karma is changing the way people find and apply for cards and loans, whether you're refinancing credit card debt, paying for an upcoming expense. Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you fresh personal loan offers that are personalized to you. Completely free and easy to sign up for a Credit Karma account. No effect on your credit score, which is great. Uh, On Credit Karma, you can check out multiple loan offers side-by-side with easy-to-compare estimated terms to make sure you get the best deal. And once you have a loan, Credit Karma can help you track the progress as you pay off your debt. Uh, even if, uh, and you know, let's refinance, say, oh, it's great. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. If you are ready to apply, head to creditkarma.com slash loanoffers to see personalized offers with your approval odds right now. Go to creditkarma.com slash loanoffers to find the loan for you. That's creditkarma.com slash loanoffers. Thank you to Credit Karma for sponsoring sponsoring the podcast. Uh, Movie news. Not really. We'll uh, we'll save this one. This is not movie news, but we we will talk about this at the end of news. I'll hold it. Uh, The trailer for Lightyear. That was the Mm. biggest talk of the week movie-wise, probably along with Dune Part 2, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, But yeah, Lightyear starring Chris Evans as the real Buzz Lightyear. The one the toy is based on. Releases in theaters June 17th, 2022. Uh, the story of Buzz Lightyear and his adventures to infinity and beyond. We'll talk about Chris Evans in a second. My question is this. Am I missing something? This is, So they do say it's based on the real Buzz Lightyear. Uh, but do they just mean like the movie Buzz Lightyear? Like they mean like not the actual astronaut, right? Like in the okay. universe of Pixar because... Very futuristic stuff he's doing.
2: It's almost like I think imagine if um, like Buzz Lightyear was like a real toy, like Max Steel or something. It's like a Max Steel movie, I imagine, except we're adding an extra layer of us having watched Toy Story. You know what I mean? I never imagined it being like that's sh- That's just a Buzz Lightyear you watched in Toy Story. Like No, it's, it's the origin story as if you okay. were a character in Toy Story.
0: So it revolves around the fictional origin story of like, okay. Cause that was my, so I think that was my confusion about this. I thought it was going to be based on like in Pixar, like there was an astronaut named Bud, but no, it's based on, I guess the character. Yeah. Regardless, very wild looking movie like star Wars vibes. Um, The director is a first time director, Angus McLean. However, he was an animator all the way back on the bugs life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's been involved in almost every Pixar production: Bugs Life, Toy Story Two, Monsters Inc., Finding Nemo, Incredibles, Cars, Ratatouille, Wall-E. Up. He never did anything uh, directing wise. He did. He actually co-directed Finding Dory. So I take that back. But this is this his solo directorial debut uh, with Lightyear, which comes out uh, next summer. Only thing we really know character wise is Chris Evans as Buzz Lightyear, um, Tim Allen. Not voicing the character, Tim Allen voices the toy. That was um,
2: a point of contention, to say the least.
0: Yes, uh, the third person to voice Buzz Lightyear because Patrick Warburton also did Buzz Lightyear.
2: Yeah, and that animated series, yeah, Space yeah. Ranger or something, right?
0: Yeah. So th- there's there's a there, there's a couple things that went around. I think this looks fucking cool as hell. Like, I think this looks awesome. I agree. And, yeah, and I don't like. Like if you're going to use existing IP, do something different. Like do something cool with it. Like there's there's ways to do it. Now this is a unique scenario where they can like do something based on the toys. But like this looks fucking cool. People were like kind of shitting on the concept of this, and like I don't I don't know why. I like I get it. Like I get the Disney oh sequels, prequels, remakes. like all the, Like I get it, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think for me this isn't the one to shit on like this isn't the pixar this isn't the, the the disneyfication whatever like this isn't the one to shit out in my eyes Like i think this looks the the animation looks cutting edge looks fucking incredible looks like a, a mature cool story the the trailer rips with fucking star man just awesome mm-hmm. I, I don't know i with the tim allen thing in a second but i think those complaints those are weird i don't know this i don't know you can watch this and not be like oh that looks fucking awesome
2: no look great i thought it looked awesome like the um the 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 sort of like military space tech technology of it like it almost reminded me of halo reminded me a little bit of doom at some points almost like in the same way they did like uh the suit reveal and all that and i love that i mean if you're gonna go and do something different in the toy Story universe so to say like we already watched in toy story 4 like don't try and retread background again do something new original why not do light year why not do something that's like you know, outside of the box, so to speak. I loved it. I really liked the trailer. I even, I redid the trailer and set it to the Doom trailer music which was, and it and it, flaw, it flowed seamlessly. It was so perfect. Uh, and it, there was some action. There's like laser guns. There's all that shit. I love that trailer. It was just like, if you had taken the same sort of animation style and the same premise and you applied it to something not Buzz Lightyear, people would be going ballistic and be like, this is sick. It's cool. But instead people are like, oh, what the fuck? Is this Toy Story? What's going on with this? But, and I think that's that's maybe a little unfair.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just, yeah. That, I, I mean, look, I'll always get it. There's always going to be, There's always going to be a, you know, a a complaint in that sense. Um, I got into like a a little back and forth with somebody on Twitter about, you know, original properties and and whatnot. But this one for me doesn't fall like fall into that, into that basket of like, why does this have to be made? Like, yeah, nothing has to be like this one is this one's a cool idea. Changes it up. They're going to make other Toy Story shit anyway. So at least... I just have to applaud Disney, but like it's cool doing it differently. Uh, we'll get to Tim Allen now because Nick, you join. You're a huge uh, man. What was this? What's this called?
1: Man with last the man Last standing. man standing. Last man standing. Last man's man. Everybody else is in his. Uh, it's a direct quote from him. It's uh, everybody else is gay. <laughs> <laughs> that is what he said in that. Yeah, I remember in the trailer. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I there's. I don't think that this had anything to do with Tim Allen's political beliefs, no, which is what a lot of people said. Not. And and I like some people brought up um uh Kara Dune, who the what the fuck uh, Gina Carano uh, Gina Carano, yeah. That was that was different. But like Chris Chris Pratt is still very much an Avenger. <laughs> like like uh-huh. I Disney puts up Disney, I'm not puts up is the wrong word because I don't want to say it for you know like like you your political beliefs your political beliefs but like Disney will kind of like that they, they don't care as much, at least with like their big stars tied to big properties, as much as I, I I think people want to say for this Tim Allen thing. Like, again, you can hit, there's obviously a limit. You saw it with Gina Carano, but like Chris Pratt has said some things that like people in Hollywood don't like Chris Pratt. They don't, they didn't fucking blink. They didn't even mm-hmm. think about removing Chris Pratt. Um so I that I don't think is the problem here. And that was the other thing this we got tied up in is we were like, oh, what Tim Allen's the only buzz? That's my buzz light year. It's like he he fucking voices him. He does the toy. He's yeah. he has Tim Allen said nothing against this. And he said a couple of years ago, he was like, Yes, my last one. Twister Four is my last one. He's been doing it for like yeah. fucking 30 years almost. It's two different characters. Yes, mm-hmm. it, it, exactly. Why would why would the toy of the same boy, Like, I mean, it's not, I don't know. It just it, it's I it was. Again, my disappointment in this is that it overshadowed what I thought was like one of the best heroes I've seen in a long time.
2: (laughs) I I like how they treat Tim Allen as if he's some sort of like starving artist or something. The dude's worth like like $150 million, probably something like that. Like the dude is not struggling for it. He probably doesn't want to do Buzz Lightyear more. And regardless of that, again, very different character. That was the live toy from the Toy Story universe. This is like the lore that Buzz Lightyear is based off of. Totally separate things. Not worth conflating in any sense. Do either of
1: you do a good Tim Allen noise? No, the Popo Gijo thing or what? The, the the home improvement.
2: No, I can't do that. I I wish I could. That's such a great yeah. noise to be
1: able to do. Can you do it? No, I can't. But I was just hoping one of you could. So <laughs> I no, no, I no, wish. What? You're not going to hear from any of. He saw that trailer. You're not going <laughs> to hear from any of the three of us. Um.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's also like he's also still doing other, like Buzz Lightyear things. I actually guarantee we're going to hear his voice in this movie. I guarantee it. That's a mm-hmm. that's a
2: fucking guarantee
0: that we will that's hear fair. his voice in this movie.
2: Dad Lightyear is for sure going to be like that's going to be the voice. His dad like is going to be Buzz. A reference to the toy at some point, like it breaks the fourth wall. Like I just, yeah, I think that's going to happen.
0: Other than that, it comes out June seventeenth, twenty twenty-two. I think it looks fucking awesome. Looks really really cool. The animation style looks
2: sick. <laughs> it looks fucking cool. Yeah. It um, does. Make yeah. a new Doom movie. Make a new movie for Doom. That's what. That's what made that more than anything else. This movie or the trailer. Maybe wish that they would make either an animated or another live action version of Doom beyond just the Carl Urban The Rock version. Oh, by the way, we, I had yeah, a very you funny. Dread? No, you're, no, Dread is also Carl Urban, but the, oh, they okay. made a movie about Doom with with the uh, with Carl Urban and The Rock. You don't know, remember this?
1: Uh, yeah, Carl Urban does one thing. I love him.
2: He <laughs> is a great is but he does the thing very well. Yeah. I had a very funny thing with this, by the way, actually. Um my uh my girlfriend's aunt was like saying how her nephew or her her grandson rather really, really loves rocks. So she went to Wisconsin. She had gone on a trip to Wisconsin, he's brought him back to bunch of Rocks. And I was like, Are you sure he just doesn't love the rock? Are oh. you positive he doesn't love the rock? <laughs> oh and I think that was what it actually was. It was actually yeah. he just oh. actually loved the rock. He's a big he's a big wrestling kid. Something like that. Tough, very, very tough if like you're a massive fan of Dwayne the Rock Johnson and your mom and your grandma brings you back a bunch of rocks from Wisconsin.
1: like, hey, here's some granite. And it like, what the fuck funnier- are you talking about? It would about? almost be funnier if he was an aspiring geologist and she like, yes. surprised him with Dwayne Johnson. Like, what here's, the fuck a t- is this? here's a toy of
2: Luke Hobbs and he's like, I, what fuck? I love guy. I fucking love graphite. What are you talking about? I physically <laughs>
0: shows up for Christmas like, oh, I don't like this guy. No, no this, this guy, guy sucks. I
1: asked for a stalactite. <laughs>
0: uh dune part two confirmed i've seen it three times in theaters i've watched it twice on my computer nick you saw me the second time saw an it imax it's just yeah. unbelievable um even if you don't like the movie which i absolutely get like i fully get not liking like me. it is a completely different type of movie experience as we've learned a lot with denny villeneuve but man does it look fucking cool on IMAX everyone who I even the people I know who like didn't love it they're like it did look fucking sick but the yeah the Dune Part 2 has been confirmed it'll be out in 2023 they're filming it next year uh and they're they're eyeing a third one as well to make it a trilogy so awesome yeah there's
1: still a whole lot of book left and like they got out this will be the slowest of the Dune movies for sure um I'm afraid it'll be too rushed to family do too
0: yeah let it breathe mm-hmm let us have more time with the characters or introduce some new character. Well, not new characters in terms of like him creating
1: them just from the book. So. Um, yeah. But uh, shoot both of them at the same time. This weight, I almost wish I didn't like the movie because this weight's going to kill me. <laughs> it is. Well, I think,
2: that I mean, almost weighs into the question, right? Like it, this is obviously Dune One was made with the vision of a Dune Two. Like the like one can't exist without the other. Like, right. would you think less of this Dune if there was never going to be a second Dune? I think the answer right. is obviously yes. yes. But like, so that's why I'm like, obviously there was never a question as whether or not they're going to be a second Dune.
0: I am happy now that they waited. However. Like you said, Nick, the the weight is now the new weight is going to be just fucking
2: pain. You know, three years or something. Christ. I mean, How two. old is Tim, Timothy Chalamet going to look by the end of this one?
1: I think he's a forever twink.
2: <laughs> he just has that very, very specific look that I feel like he, he's like a vampire almost.
1: Yeah. He might actually be. I don't know. We are going to talk about him a little
0: bit with French Dispatch. Um, Warner Brothers reportedly developing a Super Smash Brothers style game that would allow players to use WB characters like Batman, Gandalf, shaggy
2: and more i'm sick of wb characters to be frank after space jam i think i need a break from wb characters yeah but the idea of it does and in theory it could be very cool like having gandalf like dunk on michael jordan i know michael jordan's not a wb character but i feel like he kind of is because of space jam it would be sick or dunking on michael jordan marvin the martian shooting john snow i mean ha- think about it yeah it could be awesome theoretically again but that's not what's going to happen. It's the game's going to end up sucking if it were to ever
1: come out. They've just—they only have confirmed like Rick from Rick and Morty, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, is, is that it? There was a There's, leak, but the tweet got deleted for
0: copyright issues. And I forgot who was on the the thing. But man, I mean, the, their their collection of characters is is so long. You from Shane's really Power is. Up you're the best player in the world this game but you only play with the characters from fucking a
1: clockwork orange like you know, <laughs> the ones that yeah, showed the, up like the, the the main character from a clockwork orange is getting bodied by like the tiny the blue bunny tiny tune <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly
2: yes it is. That that's the weird
1: part of it is that one yakko wacko and oh those are the ones that live in the water tower right and dot oh yeah that's right yeah yeah Yacko... okay no
0: okay yeah that's okay Yakko, Wacko and Dot are the Warner brothers. Uh, the uh Animaniacs. What the what's the what's the it's little like blue oh those are tiny
2: furball two. furball something and yeah. something Buster? I used to have El- a game for that. Buster, El-
0: Buster, El- my Mira, Fifi Lafume. Montana
1: Max. Forgot. No. Plucky Duck, that's right. Plucky. Dizzy Plucky Devil. Duck um peppy lepew's special is going to be like just fucking the other character yeah
2: literally like <laughs> straight up assault this game is rated x yeah it's like yacko, shoot larry
0: yakko wacko and dot beat the shit out of stanley from the movie it the little kid <laughs> Throw too many
2: wb his. characters is the problem here
0: sewer drain yeah i mean that's i mean it's, it's a good concept for them and then you know other uh, people are gonna follow suit on that one too for sure uh Anna Armas in negotiations to star in the John Wick spinoff film Ballerina. Uh, perfect. Start her as a young assassin out for revenge for the death of her family. Uh, horny folks around the world going crazy. Ourselves included. Uh, yeah. But also, she was fucking great in Bond.
2: That's why this is like a perfect marriage.
0: This like, is especially like, after that. It's such an odd thing, too, because like she was awesome in that role. And there just wasn't enough like she was arguably one of the best parts of the movie, if not the best part of Mobsy minus Daniel Craig. But to to have her now do her own thing, this this would be a pretty big one for her, because I'm trying to think, like, what would her she's always kind of been a supporting character, right? Like, what's her main I mean, Knives Out, but Knives Out, she's still supporting. Yes, really. For
2: sure. Like, what's her main what's
1: her uh, main I- role?
2: She's always a side, I feel like. Even the movie with um, the one where she rescues the UN guy that was played by the guy who played Pablo Escobar in Narcos. Like, I feel like she usually does play a side. But, I mean, she would be a side here if she was in the Johnny Wick universe, no? Or would she be playing a main character no, in No, I, I side think version?
0: Ballerina would imply yeah. that that's like a female spinoff. Her. I, I, so I read this, yeah, as a young assassin out for revenge. That, okay. That's her role, yeah.
1: Then, yeah, no, I, that's I, awesome for her. I'm out of the Wick loop. Is it popular enough to have a
2: spinoff? Oh, dude, it has like three spinoffs in the works right now, and it has the Continental in the works right now, a whole series about that hotel with Ian McShane and a bunch of other people. Um, It has now this ballerina. I think something else, too, if I'm not mistaken, but they got a lot of stuff running with it, because they realize people like it. They, they, I mean, it's it's great assassin action. It's really, really solid gunplay um, for the Vatsworth and the aftermath of the Baldwin thing, but like really be really good with that really be really good co- action choreographed in the same vein as like the raid. And all- And I think we talked about this again. I always reference nonstop this interview with, with Sam Hargrave, the whole narrative through action storyline, which is, it's amazing. That's what makes new action, new action.
0: Yeah. I, I think this is, this is a, a cool spinoff idea. I think she was fucking great in bond uh, and I'm excited to see uh, more from her in that type of role, especially in like a leading role. Um, she's also in the gray man too. Uh, from the russo brothers who we've we've talked to them about that this is the mm-hmm. one with ton of big names in it gosling evans Anna the Armas is in it billy bob thornton uh and billy that's thornton,
2: actually uh, that's well. a spinoff of uh the blacklist people forget everything's a spinoff yes. of another show these days
0: yep oh love the blacklist great show especially the the, the animated finale
1: yes oh dude,
2: brilliant, brilliant. <laughs>
1: um I'm looking, at, uh, I'm looking at WB properties. I'm sorry to interrupt. Just to no, go for it. these matchups. If we can get the Orca from Free Willy Ooh. again. Oh, they also have Deep Blue Sea. Um, They you also get have a Blue seal. Blue. Oh, what if you can get literal
2: seal? I'm pretty sure seal has been in the movie at least once or been on the soundtrack, at least Kiss
1: from a Rose has been in like a million movies. Uh, uh, they also have the Conjuring. So if it's Free Willy versus Satan. Great mm, oh yeah past the titans
0: love that Os- osmosis jones against fulton greenway the owner of a <laughs> book company from elf
2: yes perfect <laughs> perfect
0: I'm, just, greenway, I'm on wow. warner brothers character pam just clicking on most random names possible <laughs> that'd be you you only play with the suits from elf <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'm playing as james Conn. that's yeah. like my go-to character yeah uh walter hobbs right Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait. Yes. Yeah, yes. Walter Hobbs. Who is yeah. the name of the the Peter Dinklage character, the one that they brought in? To Miles like...
0: Finch. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what if you could
0: be? What if you could be fucking uh
2: dude? He has a drop kick or headbutt or whatever he did as like his move.
0: Yeah. yeah awesome. when he ran across
1: the table. What if you I'd could love be that.
2: Tyrion
0: Lannister fighting Miles Finch?
1: Ooh, yeah. It's like different skinned characters. It's yeah. like the two
2: skins of Dove, like Doctor Mario or whatever. I love that.
0: I think it's I think it's unfair that Jovi Zoe Deschanel's character doesn't have a last name.
2: I didn't even know she had a first name to be honest. Yeah, I didn't know she had <laughs> a first name.
0: Jo- <laughs> what did you think? What did they think it called her? And it was Jovi. I, the-
2: I honestly I don't remember her being addressed. Jovi.
0: That's a movie that easily. So I wouldn't forget Zoe Deschanel as an elf, but because of her hair being blonde, yeah. it is
1: one of those things where I could see people like, "Oh fuck, I forgot she was in that." Well, uh, so they, shoehorn, they shoehorn in her singing. I think that's a part of her contract where she has to sing. And yes.
2: yes, a thousand percent. I always like, and that's the thing with a new girl too. She's like, I'll be the star of your sitcom, but I get to sing the intro and you need to play before for mm-hmm. every single episode. And and thank God. No matter she, what. They didn't do Elf now because
0: you know, they would have shoehorned in uh, Jonathan Scott, the property brother she is like partners with. Uh, married. Oh we will be married, I think. Are they married? Mm-hmm.
2: God, brutal. Good singer, nice. solid, solid singer. Not as good as she thinks she is. I don't think. No, definitely not. It
0: doesn't list him as a spouse. It says partner. Oh, yeah. okay. But he's not even on her Wikipedia page. Put some respect. It's because they don't know which one it is. They're like, we don't know the property yeah. brother. The
2: property brother. Do. Don't forget.
0: <laughs> who knew you could? Who knew you could date just one of them and not both? Like you had to have you. <laughs> now we were a package <laughs>
2: deal. You did that on the dozen, right? The the property brother. Yeah, yeah we that can was re-
0: <laughs> fictional debates. Ah, uh,
2: okay. The pro- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah
0: property brother yeah <laughs> i, I, I property like brother morphed like half of their yeah. it was it was a, <laughs> horrifying um <laughs> uh brendan Fraser cast as a super villain firefly in the upcoming batgirl movie that's all i mean look i'm not saying it's because of us but we have been peddling brendan Fraser for so many years now mm-hmm. and i'm just so happy for him i i genuinely very happy for him to get to be playing a villain like this. Uh so really fucking cool. Congrats to our good friend Brendan Fraser. I hope he
2: I hope he absolutely crushes that. Do the Renaissance is definitely oh, he's playing um uh Firefly in yeah, Batgirl. But do we know who Batgirl is? Uh yeah. Uh it is
0: fuck, it's not never, like a
2: super super well known person, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah. Fuck. Oh kind man. Of who is this, it? Yeah. Um Leslie Grace. Mm-hmm. Uh she was One of like the billions who fucking went up for the role. Um, I know like Zoe Deutsch was up for it, Haley Richardson, a bunch of other people, but she is the one who got it. I think she was kind of like the, the surprise when she was in, in the Heights.
2: And this guy's a pyromaniac villain. I love that for Brennan. And he's playing, he's got that coming up. He's has the eight twenty four 24 movie where he's playing like the 400 pound man or whatever. It's got a lot of stuff. The Renaissance is, is, is alive and well and continuing. He's getting nothing. More, he's got this Scorsese movie coming up too. Like, man, dude, he's fucked, He's on fire. And we've been hyping up him since what? We had been uh, uh, trying episode. to petition. Put, yeah, we petitioned for him to be involved, uh, get cast in the Last Jedi. That's right. That was one of our first things. We, we That's how long a ago for that. The movie yeah. wasn't even out yet. Exactly. Yeah. That's how long ago this was.
0: Um. So congrats to Brendan Fraser. Eternals' lowest Rotten tomato score of any MCU movie at a sixty percent. Um. It's a reminder, it's just an approval rating. So it means 60% of people view it as about about a 70 or above. We didn't love it.
2: Is that lower than like Thor the Dark World?
0: We're at low 80s, yeah. That's I, I'm crazy. not shocked by this at all. I think it's a very different Marvel movie. I think the good in eternals is very enjoyable. There's a lot of human, heartfelt, personal moments, and you're like, that's fucked. Chloe Jiao did a great job, but then there's other stuff that just doesn't fit. And it, it it's just paced poorly. It's a movie that I, I mean, obviously my score by the time we review it probably lower than what I initially had because you always walk out of that initially a little higher on something. But man, it uh, it, it's it's just y- you feel it. Like the movie felt
2: long. Uh, We're I mean, just looking at our MCU rankings. Like it's a million times better than The Incredible Hulk than Thor: The Dark World. Oh, Iron Man sure. Three, then Thor,
1: Iron Man Two. Like it's better than all those movies by I mean, far. Whatever the, the Rod is, is different, like, but still. Marvel now has a much bigger budget, much bigger marketing. Like it should be better.
2: That's but no, it, that's a hundred percent you're you're correct in that sense. And like like the, the expectations are bigger. But just in the objective bubble of like what movie is better than the other, like yeah. those movies are way better. Uh, Or rather, Eternals is way better than all those movies, by far. And like I think I had it rated the same as Captain America, the first Avenger. I I hold by that, for sure. But it definitely is... It it is the least Marvel movie, which is good. But it also, in its own separate realm of not being super Marvel-y, it's not that great. And it's definitely a little clunky for sure yeah it's very clunky in the beginning
0: i like the storytelling
2: aspects how she
0: told it i just don't think it's perfectly put together and that's where it has it yeah it comes off the rails at times i do think the final third of the movie is actually really good it's it's awesome it's where she really hit her stride um and I, i think a lot of the character moments built up to you caring in the end which was um important so there's a lot of good but unfortunately with a lot of good came a, a lot of stuff that is off putting. So I'm very curious to, to see what like real true Marvel fans say as well, because it is very different um, sets up a lot. The post-credit scenes, no spoilers careful because they've been spoiled already. Uh, two of the best post-credit scenes in the history of, of the MCU. Like multiple. Mm-hmm. There, there, there are multiple, whoa, what like, holy shit moments. So I'm, I'm also excited to talk about that. Eternals comes out later this week. We'll, we'll review it. Um, on Sunday and finally Bill Murray has joined the cast of Ant-Man and the Lost Mania, which is fine I don't know Nicky Nick's wearing his keep calm and chive on shirt right now so I
1: know Nick's I am I'm I'm, yes that's right I'm a big contributor to the chive (laughs) Um, no uh yeah it's it's, I I have Marvel exhaustion man I I was going to bring it up during the Eternals I think that's what that's kind of like a silver lining with DC fucking up so much. They just can reset or do alternate universes. <laughs> it's true, it make sense because I, like that might have more longevity than you know. They have to just keep upping the scale in the Marvel universe. Yeah, it's not it, sustainable.
0: Uh, you need to be, hmm, you need to be weird. You, you you need to make it weird. Basically, um, you have to make it different. Otherwise, the more same we get, the worse it is. And I think unfortunately, the, the stuff in. Eternals that isn't great is kind of like the tropes and the rigidness of the older movies that don't age as well. Like Ken Jackson some of those older ones. I think that's where the downfalls are. I'm excited to talk more about it. Cause I, I need to see it again. It's a lot to process. It's a lot. Um, and that is probably a lot of the reason why some people won't like it. Um, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, Bill Murray and I don't know what he's going to do. Maybe he's like an alternate universe character. Be kind of sick. Like, maybe he's just like old Iron Man or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that's what's going to be. But whenever we have these like time travel and uh, different universe type things, quantum realm, like you just got to expect wacky shit. And with Kang the Conqueror being the, the main villain, Jonathan Majors, who we've already seen debut uh, as he who remains, the, another version, a variant of Kang uh, in Loki. Uh, that's it for, for the news portion uh, this episode. Also brought to you by, by Mac Weldon. Episode brought to you by Mac Weldon. Oh man, I got some fucking great Mac Weldon shirts. Fantastic Mac Weldon shirts. Look, uh, okay. So they they want, me to, they want me to talk about the daily wear system. Uh, it's a selection of clothes rooted in smart design, made performance fabrics built to work together. Breathable t-shirts, polos, stylish button-ups, all that. Uh, shorts. The a sweat shorts, a sweat pants, a sweatshirt zip up. Uh, silver knit Polo, All that stuff. Good. A fucking t shirt. You're wearing a bomber jacket, you're wearing a jacket out in the winter, or maybe a down vest, uh, looking like Han Solo. Point is, you need something that's light, comfortable, breathable, but looks good underneath those things. And Mack Weldon's a great option there. Uh, so buy some time this winter with the Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. And for 20% off your first order, visit Mac M A C K, Weldon macweldon.com slash lights and enter promo code lights. That's macweldon, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com slash lights. Enter promo code lights. That's macweldon.com slash lights. Promo code lights for 20% off. Radically efficient wardrobing for Mac All right, thanks to Mac Weldon. We'll get into our review. We'll do Chris Katan after this review. Um, We'll get into our review in a second. Have to know, first of all, most popular Halloween costume this year was definitely Squid Game. Yeah. Especially contestants, because, like, the guards or whatever, like, that's a tougher one to pull off. Like, you have to buy a lot of shit. The, the Squid Game, can, I mean, that's the, easy, it's the easiest fucking thing in the world.
2: So simple. Green,
0: green jumpsuit and some numbers and some symbols and shit. Uh, I just wanted to note that. However, Nick and I went to the movies tonight, and I have to just call someone out. This, this fucking old lady, this old bag, pulled one of the most insane line-cutting moves I've ever seen the, the, the gall, she so there was not even a line there was there was no line we were getting our just vaccination. they're doing vaccination card checks and you give it and so we step up we're like good to go and she just walks in front of us turns to us she goes oh hey yeah i i forgot my stuff and then just cuts right in front of us just goes on through
2: i mean fair enough you guys didn't forget your stuff did you
1: that's <laughs> it no, like but she acted like uh, you don't get your spot back in line if you forget your ticket and vax card. She's <laughs> like, so I had none of my stuff that requires me, like, I had nothing that
0: allows me to be in this movie. I am now stepping in front. Like, it wasn't even like, oh, do you mind?
1: We were like, what the fuck? But we were so caught off guard, it just worked. We were like, yeah, by all means, ma'am. It was, there are, Ken Jack knows
0: this. If, if you, it's very, this is very specific because you have to go to this theater if you go to the AMC Lincoln, Lincoln Square Theater, that's our AMC, uh, in Manhattan. It's got the biggest IMAX screen in the country at a theater. It's awesome. Sometimes the olds are out, folks. It is oh it's in an older <laughs> part of Manhattan.
2: Upper West Side is about as old as you could possibly get.
0: Holy shit. Like, the olds were out. Oh, my God. We had this person next to us.
1: She sounded like she was dying. She, I think she had uh pneumonia. <laughs> it was there was like a gallon this, of fluid in her lungs. This this old lady
0: ripped out the some of the flemiest coughs I've ever heard in my life. Brutal. Unbelievable.
2: Brutal. Hell yeah.
0: Every five minutes, just
1: just a constant churning of phlegm. You could just hear it. Oh, it was so loud. Now it was that was interesting. Um I I got a little overzealous on the the, the soda remix machine, the Coke remix machine. Oh, what'd you do? Vanilla ginger ale. Oh, dude, you idiot. (laughs) You idiot. Why would you do that? (laughs) I thought it would be a twist on a classic.
2: Well, uh, that's a bad twist. That's like putting (laughs) pits in your ginger ale. Why would you do that?
1: Oh, yeah, it was... It was uh, as soon as I did it. The color of it was coming out. It was just like oh, no. it was like it was one of the only beige pops in the world. <laughs> it's like the
2: the the yellow of the ginger and then the white of the vanilla syrup and then just oh, I can't imagine.
0: Ugh. Yeah, her uh, the 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 phlegm lady. Her husband during the red band trailer for Kingsman, they, somebody's head gets chopped off and falls to the ground. He did not like that. He was <laughs> like oh. <laughs> he just I'm like Ugh. Yeah, Ugh. he was so fucking mad. He just could not believe it. It just it was a loud theater experience. Like on the unwrapping of the hard candies, like all it was just yeah. And they 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 do love some Wes Anderson, but we also had a lot to leave. Yeah. So we'll get into oh, yeah? this now. Oh, nice. Uh, this movie, I I am gonna use a word in a second that I've never said on this show. Ken Jekins said, I think only Large has ever used this word. It's not a word I like to use. The British like the word, but it's the only way I know how to describe it. Aussies Western.
2: Aussies love this word by the yeah, way. Yeah.
0: I I just don't know how to describe this movie any better than this, and I apologize as offense people. The French Dispatch is the cuntiest movie I have maybe ever seen in my life. Mm. I was yeah. stunned. And I want to like I love Wes Anderson movies. I love them. Like his worst movie is though I I don't know. This this may be it. We'll talk about it uh darjeeling lemon is the one i don't like th- the most by far even isle of dogs i didn't I-, I didn't love isle of dogs though isle of dogs issues are present here i think
2: oh uh, for sure oh like yeah.
0: i think there's a very clear thing right now with his movies after a run that was fucking incredible with fantastic yeah. mr fox grand Budapest, or fantastic yeah. mr fox was in grand Budapest. So i think that's the sequence and how that went but there is there is just something with the french dispatch and it, it, it's the same things that happen with Isle of Dogs. There's a complete lack of almost emotion, and that's a lot harder of a thing to get. A, like there was, there was just this like almost dead inside feeling with Isle of Dogs, and I think that's even more present with the French Dispatch. And I think there's a big reason why it's not one consistent movie. It's short stories. It's there's of unfinished Wes Anderson movies. Yes, yeah. So here, so this is a spoiler alert. This is not like the Dune spoiler alert. I mean, like if you don't want to, like, I don't know. It just we're gonna talk spoilers. Let me let me set up the French Dispatch, then we'll talk scores. The staff of a European publication decides to publish a memorial edition highlighting the three best stories from the last decade. Though so it's like kind of four. It's, it's like kind four. of four. Yeah, it, it's like not three. It's it's absolutely four. It Definitely is four. <laughs>
1: like, I don't know. I actually don't know why you see, was even happy. that is plenty. I, I don't know why I was hesitant to say it's it, it's absolutely for like even that is like pretentious, like, oh, that one didn't count as a story.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, an artist ends to life imprisonment, student riots and a kidnapping resolved by a chef. That's accurate. Um, yeah. This movie is also described in one of my favorite descriptions I've ever heard for a movie. Uh, it is a love let. <sighs> no, fuck. Where was it? Oh, Dang. yeah. Dang. Oh, man. I don't know where it was. I don't know.
1: Damn. A living ode.
0: It's like a living ode to journalism. Something yes, like that. The spirit
1: of journalism. <laughs> a living ode. And, Jack, and I, I, I have a soundbite that I don't use very often. It's not the loudest fart soundbite sound <laughs> I have, but this is the stinkiest fart soundbite I have. Are, Are you ready?
2: ready? <laughs> <laughs> yep perfect way to describe that description <laughs> i and like i actually hate so the, the most disappointing thing about this movie for
0: me is that i hate that i didn't love it because i'm a wes anderson defender i fucking love wes anderson movies. Ken Jack, you do as well nick you really like them it's like i i i hate being having to dump on a wes anderson movie because i just enjoy them but yeah. this one man i just don't i don't know i it it just didn't do it for me i we'll, we'll break down each, each of the short stories, but I, I just found this movie to be off putting, but even his most off putting stuff I I can enjoy. It's the lack of emotion. I just didn't care. And I'm not going to steal your word. Ken Jack, I will let you use the word because you perfectly described it. I, 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 I think this is my least favorite Wes Anderson movie. And I don't, I, I think it's technically made very well. It looks fucking fantastic in so many spots, but it's almost like a character of itself at this point. Like it's just, it feels forced.
1: It, it just feels like a Wes forced. Anderson parody.
2: Yeah. I was going to say, it feels like someone who's a really good Wes Anderson in- impersonator making a Wes Anderson movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not good enough, but they're they're good enough to give you the same sort of artistic vibe and the word that i think you guys said i thought you had already seen it when you had told me you were going to see it um before that i had said like oh it's so tedious and it's it's one of the most tedious movies i think i've watched in a very long time because it is it's just extremely extremely. it's all the things you that are wes andersony that you forgive in a lot of his previous work but like dialed up to the extreme in this case and it's with Isle of dogs there's like a certain level of like forgiveness I gave it because of like the the animation style and all that and like the the sort of whimsical nature of that the black and white the real characters in this I, I didn't have that same sort of like I guess era or aura of forgiveness for it and it had a lot of like you were saying Jeff the same problems as Isle of the Dogs and the biggest problem I had with it was that it again just like with Isle of Dogs promised this massive cast, big sweeping cast. Like, Hey, look at all these guys. You're going to get to see all these incredible people. And it's really just two people, like two or three people. Like you don't really get this massive cast that they promise. It's like, like three people have more than a few speaking lines. And which is such a fucking bastard thing to do. I think for, it, like if, as if it's not when I it's production companies, whatever, like to advertise all these other, this big ensemble cast or whatever. when None of them really have a much of a part in it. Like Willem Dafoe, like, you may as well have not have it in this movie. Fuck you for yeah. even putting. Sir Sheronan,
0: I'm a. Sir Sir Ronan. I'm, I'm as fuck big of you Sir for putting Ronan. him in. Yeah.
2: Fuck okay, what, like, what do you what do you give it? What's your score? So I would end up giving this movie 69. I would give it 69. It's my least favorite Wes Anderson movie, and I think that the, the biggest thing that I'll give it points on, and I know we're gonna be shitting on this a lot, but like I do like a lot of the dialogue scenes. I like a lot of the West, the stuff that is Wes Anderson. I think is done well, like the. The little like, uh, like like compilations of bits of Paris, like showing that, like showing the the riots and all that. I think that part was cool. I think the best chapter of this is the chapter, the art chapter or whatever, the one because I think Adrian Brody killed this movie. He was awesome. I think he was my favorite part of this entire thing. Um, he was really good. As was uh, del, Tor, um, uh, del Toro, Guillermo yeah. Benicio Del Toro, different Del Toro. Thought he was really good. The dialogue between them was great. Um, but like everything else in this was just, it is such a drag. It's so, and, and I, I'll go back to the word tedious. It is such a tedious movie to get through. Where like I'm watching it, I'm just like, I, I still have more left of this movie, and then by, by the time it end, I feel like it ended so abruptly. Like it, yeah. like it's it was just like done. Like you're you're over.
1: And like Nick that said part, it was like ho- next it was like homework.
0: Yeah, it right. Like,
1: it wasn't you did not by like complexity, but it was the same feeling as homework. Hmm. For and sure,
2: then and it- like. It was just so, very, very pretentious in the way that Wes Anderson movies kind of are usually, yeah. but just not. And it didn't have that same uh, like and I think I think emotion is the right way to put it because it's so divided between all these these little chapters and these little characters. And like we don't have enough to get attached to any of them, not even this main character whose obituary we're supposed to be kind of like attached to here. And like that is it bothers me and it bothers me that he's making these massive fucking casts and just using none of them. And I, I I can't say keep using it if it's only two examples, but it's two examples where it's two big movies and they prop up the cast and none of them are used. And that really fucking bothers me a lot. But yeah. again, I, I don't want to shit on this movie too much because I did give it a 69 because I do think a lot of the 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 technical elements of this movie were beautiful. Like, it is gorgeous as every Wes Anderson movie is. I love the era that he brought it into, like that that sort of like 50s, post-war, whatever, sort of like a vibe he brought. It felt like I was there Whatever in old Paris is gorgeous, but other than that, I just, I'm I'm very bothered by this movie. Very bothered.
0: Yeah, I'm, look, I'm going to be higher. I think this, my score is higher than people are, are going to expect. But I, and I think all, so I'm going to give it a 78. I'm going to take all, so it's my least favorite, but I do think it's better than Darjeeling Limited. I, every point I take off is because of a lack of, of emotion with characters. Cause I, I think this is technically speaking fuck. It looks fucking great. There's a lot of very funny dialogue, but man, this for the, for the story and for me caring and for that emotional connection, it just, it's not there. And that's the, that is honestly, that's like kind of the only issue, but it just happens to be a massive issue. <laughs> like yeah. that's the thing. Like there's one problem with this movie, but it's a big enough thing to make it average. And it's an, that's the thing. Bad West Anderson to me is still average. Like that's just, he's just that good of a director and seventy it may if it, that I am I'm, I'm comfortable with that because I I do like a lot of little things and I actually like two of the three stories I didn't love so there, there there's three stories in it there's the, the oh there's there there's four fucking stories why do they say three stories there's absolutely four stories one is really short the cycling reporter with Owen Wilson yeah. it, it's absolutely four stories mm-hmm. um, there's that one which is fine I almost would have. Like, I don't know. Like, I almost would sort of rather them be a bunch of, like, lengths like that and showcase more people in, like, shorter stories. That one's fine. I think the Concrete Masterpiece one, like, I think, yeah, I think the Benicio Del Toro one was interesting. I didn't – I think of the three storyteller. I think Tilda Swins was the least entertaining. I think she had a couple funny moments, like the naked picture and the projector and um, her, like, walking out. It, it, she was good, um, but she was, I think, my least favorite of the three, like, story telling moments i do think that story was the most intriguing um in terms of final product uh the next one the revisions to a manifesto that's the timothy chalamet one that was my least favorite one easily like easy i I I thought francis mcdormand was good yeah it it was long it just didn't like just woof right like right over my fucking head just nothing uh, my favorite concept and one that I actually would have liked more on, I actually think as a longer Wes Anderson type movie, it would have been good was the the Jeffrey Wright one.
2: Yeah, right. Like He was very interesting. I think him and the art story, both of those two, I think were the ones that could have used a little bit more breath. But that's, so that's Nick's. And again, like there's a lot of little things in those, but the fact that the
0: characters aren't fleshed out, like I, i was like it's over and that's i guess that's an insult it's an it's any anthology thing right Mm. like that's just how it is like you're telling short stories it's tough to it's always be tough to really grasp and connect with the character or a story because it's over so quick but i just think that's its biggest issue like i I, it's unfortunate like it's a huge one it's the one issue but it's the biggest one um it, it just ah I, I wanted to like it more, but you're right. Nick, you said it. It's like a bunch of, it's like four unfinished Wes Anderson movies.
1: Yeah. You guys are fucking insane. You're poisoned by symmetry by giving them scores that high. Yeah. But, uh, but I you mean, like I, symmetrical shots that much that you're going to get. Oh, if dude. if oh, I have I one
0: flaw it. in my rating of movies, if it looks fucking great, I'm always going to give it a, bunch. like, I, I am a sucker for that
1: shit with this movie. Either of you guys name one character in that movie. Yeah, they're all
2: yeah, the fucking uh, uh, Bartholomew, whatever the guy, <laughs> Benicio del Toro's. Guy.
1: There was no character growth. There was Ro- no Rosenthal. I, I, no charm. Like, of course, it had the Wes Anderson color palette and the outfits and the set design, but it didn't have the charm. It wasn't whimsy. And, it was, like, and the the best it was a little whimsy. There was a guy on a bike. It was and was very minimal whims and <laughs> and. and the the best, the one me and Jeff liked the most, that last story had the same two fucking piano notes going the entire fucking. I was ready to blow my brain. <laughs> a lot I, of piano notes.
2: I, I love like the cartoon in the last one. Like there were a lot of little things I I really liked, but it never it expected is, a silenced pistol ever in a West Anderson. Yeah, movie. and he I killed them never too. Expect, I thought that. Yes. Did you think it would be a fucking? There was be a blow dart in that, right? You thought no? It
0: was be a, yeah. Yes. Yeah, like like that's crazy. Yeah, I thought I they never knocked him out. Fucking shoots him dead. <laughs> Just and who was that? Was that like like the helper? It wasn't the kid. I thought it was the like an older brother. It's not. Kills him. Mm-hmm. um I man, this movie like kind of wrecked my brain a little bit. <laughs> Would you rewatch? It? I'm not. I will not see this again in theaters. No. Absolutely not. Um,
1: yeah. roebuck Wright is one of the names. And I so wait, what? Because what, because what did you get do? Ninety. Dune. Yeah. Ninety six. Ninety six. And J- Ken Jack, what did you give it? 83. You gave it 83.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so this is, you really think this is like an average of like 12 points lower than Dune? the movie you've I, seen in years? I gave so, it more I, than
2: that,
0: did I not? My, my, again, so I'm not going to take points off for a movie being pretentious. Like, it is pretentious. Yeah. But it's just like, I'm not going to, like, that's just what his, like, that's just who he is. And either like or you don't. Like, I, I, I I don't think I've ever actually said about a movie review. reviewed. Like I legitimately, there's one fucking issue. And as I just, the characters, like I found too hard to care, which is a shame because there's a lot of great little Wes Anderson elements here. But oh. I think also because of them happening in, in like little stories, like it almost feels like they stick out more and they're more like, Hey, like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio pointing me. We had a lot of that in our theater. Like mm-hmm. the little thing, like every time there was a handwritten note, it was like, Oh, oh, oh we did the fucking thing. You did the overhead yeah. shot of a handwritten note. Like, yep. It, it did feel like that. I don't know. I mean, it's it, it's a weird. It, it, it's it's because when I when I when I read a movie, I break it down in, in many little different categories. The look of it, the sound of it, like a lot of the things, like check the box for me. Right, like they they do check the box, but it's just this one large issue of where maybe if it was just one of these stories fleshed out. And Nick, you actually we actually named a couple of them. Uh, yeah, the, the
1: Chalamet one is. Uh, if this was say? a full Wes Anderson movie, uh, what was it called? Like Boy Uprising, <laughs> the Boy Yeah, Boy Uprising.
0: Uprising yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said the painting one would be the uh, the inc- the incredible incarceration. It, this is basically Harley Quinn. The incredible incarceration of one artist, uh, Moses Rosenthal. Like that's that's absolutely great working.
1: name. That's exactly what they would call that fucking movie. I don't that, I don't know what the other one you thought was Bartholomew, Ken Jack.
2: Yeah, same bullshit. <laughs> Moses and Bartholomew, they might be brothers in the Bible for all I know.
0: <laughs> and I actually, like, the last one, I actually really liked the last one. Like, I, the more I with the more I like, like, that idea of the chef, I think the chase with the cartoon was fucking great. Yeah, uh, that, that should have been a whole Wes Anderson movie. He could have hashed that out into a whole yeah. movie. Yeah, hmm but I I think, I think the middle one just didn't work for me because here's the thing. The, the, the painting one, while I think the character maybe not fleshed out, like I kind of got everything right. Like it did like the story worked in that small frame. Same with the chef thing. Right. I would have liked to know a little more about the chef. He's that incredible. Like that's right. But I got it. I, I think the themes were just too much for the manifesto one it was just too much for like this short story you're like what the fuck and again there's a fourth Owen Wilson riding around in in France like it's not just three stories there's definitely four but that one was like super
1: short that was like a vignette yeah yeah do we know why it shifted from black and white to color was that like there has to be a reason but maybe I'm just far too dumb
2: no it's just there, that's something where like you might be able to figure out if there wasn't so much going on but there was just so much going on in this movie if they cut maybe and it's weird to say because if they cut one of the storylines in this, this sort of anthology it wouldn't have been the same sort of movie like you can't just do an anthology with like two stories or right. or and i guess a semi three stories two and a half stories but like it, it just there was too much too many characters too many storylines and none of them were interesting enough in the full grasp and the full breadth of like what they showed us to like warrant this being an anthology. It should have just been like realistically like one storyline and like limit the amount of characters, limit the like the amount of exposure, make this all more like so change I don't the know, entire movie, change everything about this. But how entirely? are you such a good score? No, this is what I'm saying is like it, it's like I didn't like one real like the, the biggest thing I have an issue with was the 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 Timothy Chalamet storyline like Timothy no. Chalamet and. um. Francis McDormand storyline. Like that's the big uh, and part of this anthology I didn't love. And there and is the thing we always talk about when we, we talk about Dune too. We kind of did the same sort of thing. Whenever you talk about movies you kind of like or, or really like, even we usually focus on the negatives of it. There is a lot to love, I think, about this movie. And which, is, like, which it's,
0: is funny because it's, it's a movie that we put at the on the average level to pour. Yeah. And now we're but like trying to find better things to say. It's it's weird. I like the more I talk about it, the more my brain is like melted over this movie.
2: Yeah, it's because he has such a standard of like maybe not even excellence these days, but like he has a standard of like, we're usually going to like his movies. He's going to make movies that are made for film fans, whatever, like like the bullshit like that. And this just didn't satisfy that itch for me as a film fan. You know what I mean? And like, if it did, it'd be totally different story, but it just didn't. And that's, I mean, that's, that's a fault on him. It's
0: actually a shame that the Jeffrey Wright thing wasn't a longer movie because I thought he was, he fit that fucking Wes Anderson billing. Is he in other Wes Anderson movies? I I don't remember him in any other Wes Anderson. He may have done a voice. He may have. Vo- I think he he had to voice, voice somebody
1: in one of the animated. Was that the, uh, the, is that the smallest Jason Schwartzman role?
2: It <laughs> was two seconds. My God, dude, stop! Ca- don't cast people that we like in in a role. We're gonna give him two words. I'm sorry. This is in fucking movie forty three or whatever. Like you're yeah, Wes Anderson. What like. you know what I mean? It's it's movie forty three for
1: pretentious film fans. No, like, he wasn't. He wasn't in fucking, any of them. Just give it like but he was the, he was the uh, character. He was the artist. He did the uh, hand turkey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. I was saying Jeffrey Wright. I thought Jeffrey Wright might have oh, well. somebody
1: in Isle of Dogs. No, yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it would
2: be right. Wright, Wright yeah. was good. I like Liev Schreiber. I think was cool. It's yeah. like a old smoking fucking TV guy yeah. or whatever. Like
0: the ending was actually very funny. It's like what was it like? Oh. It's like he's like, and now a word from Vitamix or something. I don't know what it was, but I thought that was pretty good. Um, I thought that that yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I I just weird. Like, I get it. He made it out of a love for
2: the New Yorker.
1: Are you hearing what? yourself right now? Uh, no, see, that's Look, the thing. You have, it is, you have to you understand. It. it is. The
0: movie is... it is This movie is firmly up its own ass. Yes. Like, it, just, it really... It is. But that's always my thing. Like, I can't explain... Like, if you, would, like, watch the Wes Anderson movie with somebody who hates Wes Anderson, or, like, they don't even know... They don't know what they're about to get. Yeah. It's you get defensive in a way. You're like, like, yeah, but it's not that. Like, oh, you don't get it. It's just like, yeah, but like that's the charm, right? Like, it's he's an ass. Like, he's kind the of. Charm, like, I don't, I'm not saying he's an ass. But it's
3: one.
2: The it's it's he's firmly up his own ass, but it's an ass. Me and Jeff want to eat, and you don't. You know I know like it's mean?
1: Anderson, but I I I'm, I would not give no <laughs>
2: It's a, <laughs> technically there's nothing. He doesn't like on anything outside of the storyline level you know what i mean like he technically made this movie very well i don't have a a huge issue with any of the acting or anything like that it's the one aspect like the binding of an incredible book is just shitty you know what i mean it's it's like very hard to explain i know i understand you're gonna make me fucking scream it's hard to explain but like it's not like the acting is good right the the scenery is good The, the cinematography of it is good it's beautifully made like all that is good it's just, I don't like the way he puts it together. You know what then I mean? Then it's not a good movie. We, I see. That's where I disagree. You can have individual parts of a bad whole. You know what I mean? You,
0: I will say, you also have to remember, I people say we rate movies too high all the time. Uh, my that. counter is always this. If you average out our rankings on our website, the average is like a 53. Oh, okay. And that's also that's also because there's a lot of years, older years where we only have good movies. Like we don't have yeah, a lot true. of bad movies like pre-1990. Mm-hmm. Um. So was it is, all like
2: the the Gentleman's Escape or something from yeah, 1928, so, like so like we most of our bad movies come f-
0: since 2000, and then like some like really well known ones, but we do see a lot of like really really bad movies, like yeah. really really bad. So like I'm always in comparison to that. I will say Ken Jack and I sound like what people tell us
1: we are doing with Marvel movies. <laughs>
0: When they say our pockets are lined, we sound like our pockets are lined by Wes Anderson. Like, that well, is what Wes Anderson be?
1: pay you in, like some sort of old coin.
0: <laughs> Fronts. Like, that's <laughs> like, what he did in his fancy,
1: fancy stamps. Like A an accordion. Yes.
0: <laughs> he actually, the, the scene where Adrian Brody gives, gives like all his like remaining the cigarettes shit. and like, shit. Yeah. That's just like what, like matches. Like, that's what Wes Anderson would actually give. Yeah. yeah. It's. I, I don't know. It's such a weird movie to talk about, because I, I like a lot of it.
2: But then... What else do I have rated as ah, 69? I have Barbershop rated as 69. I have Sonic the Hedgehog rated as 69. Okay. Live by Night, really shitty mobster movie rated as 69. Fast and Furious 9. Fast 9, I rated as 69. Like, I okay. feel like the, you need to know the reference point. Deep Blue Sea okay. is a 69. That, they, I, I need to give you the reference point okay, of this- where I'm rating these things.
0: Actually, what if I what if I rated 69 before?
2: Actually, <laughs> Ghost that. in the Shell, the shitty live action movie. Yeah. The iRobot. Uh King Kong, the Peter Jackson. Oh, never mind. That's 68. But still. Point point remains. Yeah. It's like it's not as good as maybe you think it is. Just if you my look at the reference. My 69s are the rental,
0: any given Sunday, Friday the thirteenth, Anna, the Danish Girl, Truth, Reality Bites, VHS two. Star Trek Into Darkness, Ocean's Eight, Mulan, Warm Body, Scary
2: Movie Three. I enjoy Scary Movie. Hell yeah! Bad Boys for Life online. Let's see, Glory Road. Yeah. You ever watch that movie? You probably love that movie, Nick. West Virginia boys, right there, West Virginia.
1: I don't know what the fuck Glory Road is.
2: Isn't Glory Road? Doesn't that take place in a West Virginia basketball team or is that Glory a Texas Road. basketball
1: team? For sure the movie Glory with uh, Texas Western. Ah, fuck. Maybe, right. maybe Kentucky. No, you confused that with Rocket Boys. October. Sky. No, I
2: love Rocket. Uh, okay, first of all, you're thinking of October Sky. Yeah, that is oh, I've, totally. I've, yeah. I love October Sky.
1: The ginger guy, whose name is
2: Dexter, is brilliant. Lord Dern is a teacher or something like that, right? Yeah. Great movie.
0: It was. It was. It was. I guess it was enough. Whi- it was whimsical enough for me.
2: <laughs> oh fuck! It was UTEP. Damn stupid.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah it was Texas,
2: Western before Western.
1: they became UTEP, yeah, they're Texas Western Miners. Um, Do okay. you guys know what's going on with UTEP? Uh, the our worker Brianna Chicken, oh yeah, all <laughs> blackout for, and KB uh, spammed enough people, and uh, she wh- whatever comments on her video uh, YouTube video the most, what college uh, she'll go to, and KB convinced enough people to send her to UTEP. So that's mm, where she, it's
2: like the. Uh, it's a very funny situation. If those of you that might remember from the old internet, um, uh, basically Pitbull held an audition yes. and he said like, whoever gets the most votes, whatever location, I think it was of Walmart or something. Yes. Right. And it's like, wherever location of Walmart gets the most votes, I'll go to that Walmart and do a concert and uh an old twitter username at fart i think it's john hendron he got a bunch of people to vote for the juno alaska or something uh, or kodiak like, alaska kodiak alaska location of walmart so that got spammed and it won and, and pitbull was gracious enough to just go and do it anyway it? and he just went into went to fucking kodiak alaska and before was then, that
1: was didn't pitbull rhyme kodiak with kodiak or did he really kodiak, with kodiak? yeah i believe so
2: I had no idea that that was a part of it, but yeah, the same sort of situation. But now Brianna, our coworker, Brianna Chicken Fry, is going to have to go to uh, UTEP, which is amazing. The UTEP, party school of the world, as many people know. Yes, it um,
1: is.
0: All right, so that's 78 for me, 69 from Ken Jack. Nick, score? Like uh, 42. You walked out and you looked at me and said that was like homework. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a bunch of walkouts. There were A lot of people walked out. A lot. And actually, the most I've seen people walk out of a theater in a long time. Wow. I would, I would honestly. We had a, well, we actually had a pretty full theater.
1: Yeah. Um, which was surprising in its own. <laughs> not, Jesus not enough French theater. people dispatched here. I'm getting out of here. Yeah.
0: Also, the ticket person oh. goes, oh, what, two for the French
2: dispatcher. Oh yeah, it's a different
1: movie. Yeah, yeah. Sure. French
2: dispatcher.
1: Yeah, it's just uh, yeah. There's like a wish there's a massacre of French. Yeah,
2: that's <laughs> how you cosplay to movie. go there. <laughs> um
0: yeah that's that's the french dispatch definitely we will we'll talk Wes anderson
2: here to end it in a second but chris katan interview here it is i am very very excited to be joined by chris katan chris how are you
3: i'm doing great how are you
2: doing a okay here to talk to you about many things but we're starting off with 40 love which is a brand new movie coming on october 29th select theaters and apple tv it's about and i'll give you the the wiki synopsis but that's you know in my words but you can give me to me in your words after which i'm sure will be better than whoever put it into wiki uh beak a 22 year old statistic whiz, believes that his moneyball-esque skills can help the rising tennis star louis oh, It's gonna be a tough pronunciation i'm sorry Lo- lois Kuzinkova uh win the u.s open i'm bad with russian last names i've never been good at it i'm sorry
3: oh okay well Sayevsky is one that everyone knows so i guess you could practice from that one yes
2: stalin is usually one that's that's easy it's like just five letters yeah. it's, it's, that one's easy to get anytime there's like a ski or, or v's get involved like i'm just like uh, it's too much my,
3: like my tiny a like you yes you get lost on that one it's, it ends with v Brezhnev, and then you're lost
2: Yes, exactly. Even like uh, Khrushchev. Khrushchev is good. I like that name, especially when uh, they had Steve Buscemi playing him in uh, Death of Stalin was very funny. Um, mm-hmm. well, oh in your, God, that movie is hilarious. Killed me. It's so funny. Um, but 40 Love, in your own words, tell people what they can expect from this movie.
3: Uh, well, you know, I have not seen a completed project, to be honest with you. Um, um, I have not. Uh, I've seen pieces of it in the editing room, along with Fred. And uh, the director Fred Wolf was an outstanding director, very funny. Um, I know him from the Saturday Night Live days, um, and uh, of course I saw House Bunny, and um, you know he's worked on uh, Black Sheep and Tommy Boy, and uh, was paid a lot. And he's a very gifted individual. Uh, and um, when he uh, asked me to be part of the film, I hopped at the you know hopped at the opportunity to uh, work with them again. And, um, I know that it, uh, from what I've seen, it looks very, very funny and romantic. And romantic comedy is a neat thing that, you know, I think is really important right nowadays. You know, it's, uh, people need that. People need romantic comedy right now. I think, I think it's an essential part of entertainment and especially nowadays. It's, uh, it's a good thing to have out there.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, So your supporting role in this, and I think that we we ask comedians this a lot whenever we have one on. um, Is it just for you anyway? In your experience, is it more fun to be a lead where you have to like make sure every you're in every scene almost, where you have to like make sure every bit of that counts versus being a supporting character where you can like really make sure that the punch you deliver is really concentrated in those scenes, which is more fun for you anyway as a as an actor.
3: I think as an actor, it's just more important to serve the role. And sort of the storyline, uh, I think that's much more important than punching the joke of the CNLS. Otherwise, that's more important to the director, which is Fred, than it is more important. Uh, I mean, I want to do a, a great job and, and punch the joke, uh, which was, uh, in my case, was more about the character than it was the joke. I mean, um, the joke of the scene was that, you know, I was a, a <laughs> crazy person coming out of a bathroom (laughs) along the lead character's trip Um, and um, uh, not that I'm a crazy person but um, you know it was uh, you know it was a really fun role that uh, Fred uh, created and uh, brought it specifically for me and thought I would be able you know to deliver uh, that kind of a performance for that character and uh, I guess I did I suppose um, you know um and uh I had a blast doing it. It's very, very funny, very funny scene.
2: I'm glad you mentioned Fred Wolf because you know, obviously his very, very storied career beyond like you mentioned SNL, did dirty work, yeah, Joe Dirt, the spade stuff, grown-ups and so much more. Uh is it easier working with uh, the director kind yeah. of yeah, so funny. And uh is it easier working with the director who's kind of made his bones in the same arrows? Do you like he's a stand up? He was like working in all these same sort of environments as you.
3: It is. It's not just stand-up. I mean, he has a great sense of comedy alone. Uh, you know, he uh, he may have done stand-up. He's done sketch work. He did perform on SNL as a feature player. And um, his background is very deep-rooted in comedy. And uh, that is very important when you're going to have control of a project like Love 40. And um, it's, uh, you know, he... Um, you could obviously trust him uh if if he's gonna ask you to be part of his project. Um he's uh you know, he, he has impeccable taste. And I don't know if you know this, but he um when it came to Saturday Night Live, uh Will Farrell and I were at the Growlings together. Um and um we performed the Roxbury guys. They weren't called that then, they were just called Nothing. We didn't have a name then. It was so early. And uh, we performed that at the Groundlings. And it was him and I just doing the me, him, him, me, me, him, him, me. And, uh, you know, bopping a girl back and forth and bopping ourselves, you know, doing the head bop. And Fred said uh, prior to the Jim Carrey show, when Jim Carrey hosted on SNL, uh, he said uh, that, um, you know, why, uh, why don't you add a third person? And uh that's what really started the whole Roxbury Craze, really, uh, at the time. Um, and uh, we added Jim Carrey, he was the host. So um, when we did that with him, it just took off. And that took Fred's mind uh to make that happen. You know, that wasn't my call, and that wasn't Will's call, that was Fred who said that. And then Will and I wrote it, wrote it with Steve Korn and uh Uh, I happened to know cheesy, crappy music back then, so I chose What is Love (laughs) as a theme (laughs) song, and it worked out. But that all came from Fred. That came from Fred's mind. And, uh, you know, and that's what makes this movie work so well. That's what made House Money work so well and all the other private films that he touched. You know, he's he's one of those rare pioneer people out there that uh, every so often will, you know, uh make a movie and um if he does you hope to be part of it. That's what actors would do, you know, especially comedians. They'd be like, what, Fred's making a movie? Oh my God, I'd either love to see or be at least part of it. Yeah, it'd be an honor. So um yeah, um Fred's great. Yeah. And the cast is great too. They're very strong, you know, very uh deep they're they're Fred has a sense of um, strong uh, uh, you know, humanity, a sense of humanity. And I think that's the basis uh, for not just comedy, but for film uh, in general. You know, you have to be entertaining. You can't be ha-ha all the time. And uh, so if it's not going to be ha-ha all the time, you got to fall back on something, which in this case, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, being... A very uh, appealing romantic comedy character done and performed by well actors and uh, that's what Fred did.
2: Credit to yourself he is definitely an impeccable caster I feel like if you look at all his movies beyond even the main roles like you'll see like all these side characters and people like in the periphery of the story they're all always impeccably cast he always has people Mm -hmm. that can like just really deliver something that I don't know maybe just he just has a great sense for it
3: yeah he does well, he's smart that way, and it's important to have that around. You know, it's great mm-hmm. that uh, he is one of those people, and it's a rarity. You know,
2: of course, uh, I like how you gave me that a uh, little behind the scenes for uh, the the creation of Night at the Roxbury, because like I feel like for most laymen, like we don't get a lot of um, exposure to what happened behind the scenes or what happens behind the scenes at SNL or at any sketch show, really. Um, but one thing that came out kind of recently was that uh, Pete Davidson had done an interview I think on Opie and Anthony and he just talked about the process of like you know doing a table read and like of material you have and he's talking about bombing in front of like all of the people he's like we're all in Lauren's office it's like a hundred people and we're like doing a bit and when you bomb there's nothing you can do except essentially power through it because if you don't like give it a hundred percent people are going to get more mad than if you're half-assing and also bombing so uh, it was just like I think he said he had bombed in in front of Chris Rock, too, because he was the guest that week. And uh, it was just a hysterical story. I was curious if you ever had stories like that. Maybe you and both of you guys, actually, you and uh, Fred Wolf.
3: Um, I don't remember bombing in a pitch, but I never really tried to be funny in a pitch. So I wouldn't say I bombed during a pitch um, because my expectations weren't to uh, be funny or consider winning. Uh, it's just a pitch. Uh, you're pitching ideas to the guest host, so it's your opportunity to talk to the guest host and tell that person uh, the idea you have that week uh, that you're thinking about, so that the uh, guest host will consider doing. You know whether it's like uh, in my days, it was you know like you want to do a mango character or Mr. Peepers or uh, you know some arbitrary you know, um, idea like uh, this writer, Matt Peabody and I were like, let's pitch, a, a, you know, an idea called Lunch Basket, which was about a, a restaurant called Lunch Basket, which was true. There really was a place called Lunch Basket across the street from me in Chelsea. And we're like, let's <laughs> write a sketch called Lunch Basket. And, uh, you know, we thought it was funny. Uh, it was funny to ourselves, and that was enough. You know, if it bombed a bomb, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, of course, it means a little bit, but it's not that's it's about the end result, you know, that that's supposed to be funny. And the pitch meeting is not the end result uh, of something, I think. So, uh, sure. if Pete expected that in the pitch meeting. I'm uh, that's probably too much pressure he put on, on himself. Yeah, I would, I, say, I, I
2: would agree. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the uh it, it's kind of funny to do something i was just curious about because people that listen to this podcast know like i do plenty of impressions all of them are terrible but like in my brain i'm like wow i'm nailing this i'm doing this impression <laughs> so well did you ever like workshop an impression and you're like wow i'm doing this guy great and then someone else heard it and like are you doing that guy like are you doing the same program the same page with this guy was there like well, you, you know i don't know uh yes but i don't know if
3: anyone's really told me like hey that's a bad impression Uh, I've heard, I heard, like, I can do Harrison Ford, and uh, my Harrison Ford is, uh, well, the reason why I'm Harrison Ford is, that's why I'm walking with my dog in the snow, getting drunk, and uh, wearing a beard once again, so that's my Harrison Ford. Now, if somebody comes up to me and says, that's a bad Harrison Ford, then I would know. Yeah, or zippity bop, zippity bop. I think I thought they were both good. I,
2: Harrison Ford's a tough one to nail too, but I can't get that same gruffness to the voice. But you got it. He got the mouth movement down. That was that was yeah. good.
3: Yeah, or uh, uh, Cali, yeah, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the the rapper. Another one. <laughs> oh yeah, DJ Card. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> DJ Card. Yeah, another one. There is a there is. That wasn't really an impression. That was basically just like here's DJ. <laughs> it's uh it's pronounced cod, right? Yeah. DJ Khaled, uh, yeah. DJ, I'm so sorry, I didn't hear you. DJ Khaled, yeah. It's it's uh so imagine DJ Khaled at a uh, in and out burger. Um saying, uh so uh, DJ, uh what would you like with uh, some fries? Do you want some napkins? Yeah, another one. More napkins? Yeah. Another one. So if that was a bit, that's not really a very good impression. But I was No, that's good. Pre- is it pretty good? Nispus, I mean, again, it's
2: only the one phrase, but yeah, no, I think you got that one phrase down.
3: Another one. <laughs> Thank you. For <laughs> well, my opinion um, for SNL, I did Christmas later, interviewing a vampire, which is uh, kind of like, uh, so the story you're telling me is amazing. It's incredible. So you're a vampire? I had no idea.
2: That's hey, it worked. Uh, there's uh, one sketch in particular, one that got on, didn't get aired on SNL, and it was Gus Chiggins, and that one, every time I watch the Gus Chiggins, the old prospector one, it makes yes. me cry laughing, because
3: it is so Everyone funny watching. Everyone seems love that uh, sketch. It was so fun doing, and we broke character, of course, because Will was <laughs> yes. so funny, and um, you know, oh my God, he was so funny. Like I'm the chicken. and I played the, uh, you know, the uh, the manager or the um uh, the general that was sending yes. people off to war. And in the audience, who played the soldiers, were uh, Seth Meyers and Tracy Morgan and Daryl Hammond and Jimmy, and mm-hmm. they could not stop laughing, <laughs> and nor could <laughs> I. It was so. I mean, funny. I, helped I think you had a, a little bit more, but um, it was hilarious because Will was so damn funny.
2: I think you had a you had almost a harder time at it because essentially you're standing in front of all of them, and all of them, the entire room is breaking right in front of you. So you being able to hold your composure, I think, it was very impressive.
3: Well, I tried my best. <laughs> I still broke character. I mean, I smirked. If you watch, if you watch the uh, well, prospect, you'll see them like. Old Prospector. <laughs> but it kind of went with the character. But mm. I was slightly laughing or trying to I was inside I was busting up because it was Will. Um, but um I was slightly I was trying to do my best not to uh you know show that I was dying laughing.
2: Is there like um, any other stuff. sketch you guys maybe did that got cut? Tracy uh, so that sketch. Um yeah, what yeah. was that? Oh, was there any other sketch that you guys did that maybe got uh, got left on the cutting room floor that should have went up?
3: Not that I know of specifically. uh, I mean, there's many. Yeah, of course. But off the bat, I can't really think of one. Um, You know, I remember doing one with Bill Murray where I played uh, his son. That was kind of a juvenile. uh, That would just go, whatever, dad. Oh, man. And it was uh, kind of a, and Bill Murray's like, oh, God, my son, you know. I'm going to go swimming. Fah, man. He's like, please don't go swimming right now. Look, no, I want it, Dad. Whatever. Fah, man. That was the catchphrase. Fah, man. And uh, that never really made it. <laughs> uh, but it was, um I also did uh, the coffee guy, which was a guy with coffee going, um, uh, everybody wants some coffee? Uh, you band in the morning, fools in the afternoon. Uh, I remember that was a silly character, but um, that didn't make it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I did get to do the one that I just mentioned with Bill Murray was actually became a uh, waiter uh, in a restaurant. So that ended up working out. Mm -hmm. the seeds of that turn into something else that's there's a beauty to that too um there is Fred was like so when I got on the show he was really rooting for me uh as a uh performer and uh, I really really uh looked up to I do look up to him and I really appreciated that did that for me you know I mean Lauren looked up to me too I i I, what I mean is Lauren looked out for me Mm -hmm. as well on the show I started Six seasons before the end of the show, uh, before the end of the season, which is an odd time to start. So I felt like I had uh, some pressure in order to prove myself um, uh, that I can perform and catch up to the rest of the cast that season, you know, um, and I did when I, when Will called me and said that uh, Lauren would like you to join the cast, uh, I was like, okay, sure, that'd be great. Um, obviously that was the first time I was ever in New York and, um, and I met Fred and Fred, Fred used to, uh, you know, he was a feature player. Um, and he, uh, he did weekend update with Norm a few times and, uh, as Fred Wolf, uh, he also was in a sketch with me where uh, I played a drill sergeant, uh, a guy who my character was called Sewell Forrester that was basically spoke gibberish and uh, and uh, he would talk to the soldiers and say like you know boo, bah, 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 so I my and Fred was one of the soldiers uh, then he popped up when I was an air traffic controller being the same guy you know the joke is you can't understand him so you put him in a place of being uh, someone who you rely on to communicate yet you can't understand what he's saying so that was a joke, and Fred was uh, great to work with in those sketches, you know. But I really yeah. like working with him as a director. It's it's a it's an absolute, you know, it's it's a dream to work with him. He's, yeah, he's one of the best like, out
2: there. It's twenty something years later. You guys are still like getting together and making movies and making stuff. That's even that's There's a very deep beauty to that.
3: Yeah, it is. Really, it is. <laughs> I mean, I think we all know what works and what doesn't. We know that if it worked before, then it must work again. So, uh, Mm -hmm. anytime Fred does a project, I'd love to be part of it. He's brilliant. He's a really brilliant writer and creator. Definitely is. I found that's why I'm excited to be part of it. I'm sorry?
2: Oh, yes. No, you, as I was going to say, you should be absolutely excited. And again, 40 Love coming out October Found in theaters, limited theaters and uh, Apple TV Plus. Uh, I found out a very interesting movie fact about you today. While I was just looking something up, I found out something very, very interesting. It, it is around the movie Corky Romano, a movie I loved growing up. You know, me and my parents were, you we watched that all the time because they were big. They loved like crime movies. And they Turner. love like spoof parody movies, SNL stuff. They loved you, of course, and still do. My mom still watches that old SNL stuff all the time. We um, used to watch that all the time. But um, so basically, there's one actor right now. that's getting a lot of talk the last few days. His name is Robert Pattinson. He's the new Batman for its, uh, the new Batman movie coming out soon, and he is yeah. a huge, massive fan of Quirky Romano. I don't know if yeah, you're yeah, can of you this.
3: believe that he is one of his favorite movies of all time is Quirky Romano.
2: He said, uh, literally, it's one of the only films I've pissed my pants at, like, actually pissed my pants. And, like, it just, it's in the Wikipedia entry for the movie. Like, Robert Pattinson's top 15 movie ever, Corky Romano.
3: I just never, I would have expected it to be something more British, more artsy, whatever. No, he loves the stuff that we love. I know. Is that funny? I was so flattered. Yeah, Jimmy uh, texted me that night uh, and said, are your ears bleeding? Uh, because you know, you got to watch the episode tonight because Robert Pattinson literally said he, Corky Romano, is one of his favorite films of all time. I was like, wow, that is so flattering. You'd be surprised that it's a quite a cult classic, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I always, you know, thought uh, that you know it's been poo pooed a little bit here and there, but all films have, you know, and all comedies have, you know, so uh, you know, um. Robert Pattinson
2: loves it. <laughs> <I> <laughs> critics think will always poo poo a comedy like you're saying. It, it's so objective of a genre that, or subjective rather, of a genre that, like, critics will always. And we just interviewed the guys who did Super Troopers as well, and like, they'll always crap on any movie that doesn't like apply to their very, very delicate sensibilities. They're they're there for the drama movies, and they are not there for movies that are meant to make a wide variety of people laugh. You know what I mean?
3: Right. Yeah. Uh, but I think it made a lot of people laugh, and it was great to work with Vanessa Shaw and Peter Falk and Chris Penn and, and Peter Berg. You know, it was a great cast. So, um, and Zach Galifianakis was in it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was a great honor to work with those guys. You know, it's weird to think Peter um, Berg, too, went on to like direct a whole bunch of movies as well. Like, obviously, that's not. Uh, he's, he's brilliant with that. Yeah. Some made some great movies, especially the ones with Mark Wahlberg. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that one with, the, uh, with the yeah, Will uh, Smith and, uh, and Charlie Theron. Yes. Um, before
2: we go, and again, uh, 40 Love releasing sure. on October 29th. Apple TV Plus and select theaters. Yeah. Um, we'd love to the ask precise. you because we ask all of our guests this. Um, we do what we call a six pack. So basically you give us six movies. It could be movies that you like, movies that are guilty pleasures, just movies that are on your mind. Just six movies you think people should watch.
3: Should watch, Uh, I would say Casablanca, I would say Citizen Kane, I would say Lawrence of Arabia, I would say Children of Paradise, which is a French film, I would say The Red Shoes, um, which is a French film as well. I would say, um, I think uh, Truffaut goes up there, like uh, maybe Jules and Jim. Uh, maybe uh, I would say Kurosawa's uh, Mm -hmm. Seven Samurai or Rashomon or Jinbo, or Sanjuro or I would say, um, um, for me, I mean, I love those films, obviously. But if you're talking about the general public when it comes to people that just uh, want to see something that's not subtitled, maybe... Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark I love it's probably my ultimate go-to film it is brilliant and um, I think it sounds like somebody's making a uh, there's some construction going on but not (laughs) in my place (laughs) I apologize
2: trust me there's a weird noise coming from this office no that's great that's an amazing selection (laughs) I mean I have seven samurai criterion uh, sitting in my house right on the big shelf like dead center, a whole bunch of other yeah. of stuff.
3: I love those movies. Maybe put a bond in there for Russia would love. Um, sure. You know, you know, there's so many good movies, but there really is, you know, but, uh, house bunny is also one of my favorite comedies. It really is. Anna Faris mm-hmm. is so, so funny. She's such a funny actress and Fred Wolf did it such a good job of that movie Um, and that's uh, that's one of my favorite comedies really is House Bunny it really is Mm -hmm.
2: no I no I uh, actually I think someone in our office I forget who I know is is obsessed with House Bunny I think they actually have a poster of it uh, if I remember correctly up somewhere in their house but uh, trust me yeah you're not alone (laughs) (laughs) And if uh, you're listening to this and you're hankering for any more Fred Wolf, make sure, again, 40 Love, releasing October 29th, Select Theaters and on Apple TV. Chris Catan, thank you so much for joining me.
3: You're welcome. Thanks for having me, man. All
0: right, thanks to Chris Katan. Nick, give us your top five.
1: Okay, uh, one has to be uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Two, I'll go Life Aquatic. Three, I will go hmm, Royal Tenenbaums. Okay. Uh, f- four Grand Budapest. Uh, five uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox.
2: Ah, Mister, I've never seen Bottle Rocket or uh, Rushmore, huh? Rushmore. I've seen Rushmore. I haven't seen Bottle Rushmore's Rocket. R- Rushmore's great. Oh, you have
0: Rushmore. Seen is, Bottle, r- Rushmore's Bottle a Rocket
1: favorite, and a, a lot of Criterion
0: Bottle. people love Rushmore because of the fucking cover.
2: It is a great cover,
0: to be frank. Yeah. That's the Criterion, the, the, the that specific one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ken Jack, you have Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Mr. Fox, Bottle Rocket, Grand Budapest Hotel, and Rushmore. Five Uh, great movies. 94, 92, 91, 89, 89. Mine, Moonrise Kingdom number one, 95. Two and three, The Grand Budapest Hotel, Fantastic Mr. Fox, 94. Rushmore, 91, Bottle Rocket, 87. Darjeeling Limited still last.
2: I didn't mind it at all.
0: Yeah, Darjeeling two, is
2: my belief second to last
0: now after two, French Dispatch. Yeah, so I have two West Anderson movies below '80s, and it's darjeeling Limited and the French Dispatch. And that's man, they they could have made two
2: really good full length movies out of this. I think, like, truly, I I, I truly think so. Um, Damn, dude, my brother just landed in Hawaii for his. He, he just switched his deployment from being in California to Hawaii. I just want to fucking murder him. <laughs> yeah, shitting move. me. He's in Hawaii for the, next, for the next four years. He just gets to be deployed in Hawaii. Fuck you. When given the God option, it.
0: take
1: it, I guess.
2: <laughs> just live in Hawaii. God People damn it. live in
1: Hawaii and they live in paradise. Like, every, like everywhere they look looks like a wallpaper. And yeah. The, but they'll have the audacity to bitch that like cereal's a little bit more expensive. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you. paradise tax, dude.
2: Come on, <laughs> dude. Get out of here. We got the most expensive gas in the country right now. Yeah, okay. where you going to drive, bitch? Go walk to the beach. Can't be more than like <laughs> two miles from any given location that and you're no, at. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Actually, unless I don't understand the show. Update on I know what you did last summer, the TV series. I think it's set oh, yeah. in life. I might be wrong on that.
2: No way. the The one that sucks that you're talking about. Yeah, it's oh, it's it's
0: it it's stinks. so bad. <laughs> oh, oh, it fucking stinks. Like not even like. And for some bizarre reason, shout out to Amazon. We are getting Amazon screeners like I've never. Yeah. Seen. I don't know. Like, I think fuck? we have accidentally put on. Like, we w- uh, look not to not to toot our own horn. I actually think we have a pretty solid movie brand. Okay, like Third this is gonna point. this is gonna sound mildly egotistical. We don't get invited to fucking anything, and it's not like a it's not a bar stool. Like, we just don't. Like, we get we, Disney. Oh, we could take fucking fifty people. And obviously, it helps that I used to work there. We just don't get invites. I don't know. Like I, I wish we could go to more screenings. I would love to do that. Um, but like, I think we have a decent brand. We have a a lot of brands smaller than us get to go to everything and see everything. But we typically don't get it if we interview the the person. Exactly, but Amazon, yeah. Amazon is loaded us up. We get a ton. Mm-hmm.
1: And now are I get to watch. I know you, you did last summer early. Will you be getting Wheel of Time early?
2: <laughs> I think we actually may have. I think I think we might have gun wheel of time
1: yeah we did all three of us we certainly did didn't we <laughs> <laughs> people were very excited for that i am if you're listening invite us to
0: screen I can't. we see a 24 movies though
2: yeah, we, do, we, we do we do
0: oh see, fuck, i need to see lamb then.
2: still still need to watch that
0: um oh oh lamb yeah i actually yeah. uh um lamb is not easy to find I know that. It, it's
2: it's in theaters, though. I need to go watch that. It's, it's actually in my local one. So, I need to watch um,
0: that but a movie that you can watch, and this is not my suggestion. I'm going to suggest you don't watch it unless you like the series uh, is Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. Um, I know, it's good for them.
2: Oh, you know what I watched? Actually, was uh, the good. movie I watched the uh, the Army of the Dead spinoff uh, Army of Thieves. It was I wanted to hate that movie so bad. Cause it was about, it's like a fucking spin-off origin story about one of the less, the characters I didn't like from a movie I didn't like that much in Army of the Dead. And it is like, it's awesome. I liked it a lot. Like I was, it was very charming. That German guy was very likable. Um A couple other characters in that, a couple other actors and whatnot really, really killed it. I liked it a lot.
0: You can actually rent, I did not realize you could rent Lamb. Can you really already? Oh wow. On YouTube. Yeah. Okay. So that I was out. I was looking. I was like, as I'm saying this, I feel like it's already available somewhere. And you can, you can rent it on YouTube, you can rent it on Amazon, wherever you rent movies. Um, no, I would not suggest next of kin. I have not watched Army of Thieves yet. I have not seen Antlers yet. Excited for that. Um yeah. yes, I did choose to see Dune multiple times. That's just what so I, was,
2: I, I saw. I saw C plus and Antlers, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna wait a little bit, I'll get there.
0: enjoyable. Ron's gone
2: wrong. Oh, Ron's gone wrong. Yeah, Ron's gone wrong. Dis- very enjoyable animated movie. LCB Discord gone mad about that. Yeah, in a world where
0: talking and walking, talking and digitally connected bots have become children's best friends, an 11 year old finds that his robot buddy doesn't quite work the same as the others do. <laughs> it's enjoyable. Ron's gone wrong is very enjoyable. Uh, I'm excited so to see the harder they fall as
1: well. Uh, I just got uh, Jeff's HBO login and of. Have- you know, I haven't had an HBO for like four years, and the first thing I decide to dive into is "Just Married" with Ashton Kutcher and Brittany Murphy. Fuck yeah! not too soon. Yeah, uh, what, what a what an adequate movie.
0: <laughs> you, what did you describe? <laughs> you were like, you said a lot of those movies in that era, they feel like they're just like a collection of small bits. You're like, yeah, the, oh the uh, deal, the deal.
1: Movies. What was your TV reference at a certain point? You said like a dildo catches on fire. They're just like next scene. <laughs> yeah. It just like ends. And it's like, all right, next scene. All right. We got the dildo fire out of the way. <laughs> Finally, the dildo fire moment. Um,
0: <laughs> Any other movies, anything else? Ken Jack that you've watched?
2: uh recently i mean uh army of thieves i mean is the most recent thing on netflix streaming if you have the service uh and i again i thought it was very charming for a heist movie for whatever that's worth i like i like movies where they bring you into the the camera brings you into the cgi of the safe being unlocked love that that's just something i it's, it's something that satisfies the dumb part you. of my brain
0: yeah that's the, that's what i'll get you you know what i watched by the way i watched fucking who friend roger rabbit hell yeah what a classic what a fucking classic movie bob hoskins just a just an awesome movie it's on disney plus actually we'll stream it there, is there really uh nick thank you yeah thank you for, guys uh, this is it was a funny movie experience i hope yeah. that old lady's okay
1: um she didn't sound good i'm more concerned for us we were sitting right next to her yeah better she... than the one that fell in our theater Jeff, the <laughs> time.
0: People no. that ate oh, shit
2: no. in oh, our theater.
0: Oh, I mean, I've fallen before, so I can't laugh, but she, she ate <laughs> shit. <laughs> it my was God. one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. And it was a Wes Anderson, movie. it was Isle of Dogs. Wow. What, oh my God. I didn't yeah. remember that. Oh, we did God. Isle of Dogs back to back with uh, The Death of Stalin, which that was That's awesome. That's right. That
2: was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: that The fall moment. The fall moment was next was next only to you only to you audibly farting and i i feel pretty with, with I, I was Schuber.
2: sitting with my legs up neck and just shredded a fart <laughs> it was because it was so boring and, and annoying <laughs> i went shit,
0: to the man. bathroom during during i feel pretty and i came back like 20 minutes later and i was like i just walked into infinity war for like 20
2: minutes <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> i just I, I wanted this i wanted to see the the thor hammer scene or the thor uh, or wakanda scene again Oh my god! Um,
1: yeah, but you've now been to the movies twice in like a week. I know what is happening to me. You oh, and you wait before you go. You have you got the Bavarian Legend? Give a quick review. I did get the Bavarian Legend. I finished the Bavarian Legend. It was um, it was vascular, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's you, you can feel really it like my It was more vascular than the average pretzel or man. They had mm-hmm. to go downstairs and get <laughs> it for you because they didn't have it in the IMAX theater. They
0: the were fuck? so stunned when I ordered it. They just assumed I ordered pizza because <laughs> he goes, uh, "Do you want the pepperoni?" And I was like, no. "No." Like that's a weird question. Why did they put that on there? And then he's like, "And then your one pizza." I go, "Oh no 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 no! I want the big pretzel, the Bavarian legend."
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and it, I did watch the worker arrive in the elevator with it.
1: Yeah, so um, he had to take the elevator up and carried it up. Uh, Oh, one more thing. Uh, I said, "You too." When the guy said, "Enjoy your meal. <laughs> Oh, yes we ah, did and so Jeff stinks. made a good point he said it should be a rule that guy should be obligated or it should be a rule where he can fight me <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you can't fight back you, you no no he just beats the shit out of me yeah he gets to beat the living shit out of you <laughs> yeah there needs to be some sort of an alarm a at least take alarm, a slap or something or alarm
0: yeah oh my god hey oh also the old the old lady's husband who didn't like the head chopping scene oh uh, he made a, he made a noise when you saw naked yeah yeah oh he made he made an audible noise <laughs> i don't want to do it like, all right calm down there <laughs> husband of cougher. geez
1: <laughs> which by
0: the way like uh, if she wants to cough whatever i hope she's okay though
1: yeah yeah i hope she's okay it, did it not didn't sound, sound
0: good no. who's coughing too like to make sure his was... balls
1: still work yeah it like she was not okay um but they stayed for the whole movie that's I'm it. glad she was coughing because, Jeff, you may have given this movie a 100 if it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just like, yes,
0: it's pretentious. And I use the word cunty, but uh,
2: hey, what you don't like, you don't like cunt. That's kind of sus. I, oh, man, I feel like oh. my mom's just breathing down my neck just saying that.
0: <laughs> I, I have Every to, time I say it, I, stand, to, I
2: just feel like i breathing down my neck by the fucking punch. I me. I now need to stand yeah. up because
0: there, there's a there's a pain in the backside of my ass where Wes Anderson's money is right now. That's like, <laughs> going be a good review. Um, that's it. Thanks, Nick. Uh, for Ken Jack, Nick, I'm Jeff Lowe. We will... Uh, Eternals, a Marvel review that's right. on Sunday.